Resurging UFC featherweight Charles Rosa. Man, it's good to get you back on the show. How are you feeling right now? Man, feeling great. Just got back from the gym. Just got, you know, some sparring rounds in. So, um, you know, feeling great. Uh, I mean, camp's going good besides this crazy pandemic thing going down. Um, you know, everything's on point. You were set up for May 2nd, Oklahoma City. Then they switched to UFC 249, May 9th. There was a lot of flipping and flopping before all of that. How how have you been handling the 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 back and forth with the UFC? Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's my job as a fighter to be ready. So, like, I can't be the one. I mean, I can't be the one. I mean, if they tell me where I'm, where I'm fighting, I mean, that's what I got to do. It's my responsibility to be ready. So, um, it was kind of tough because they said May 2nd, and I was ready for May 2nd. Everything was good. They called me and said the fight's postponed until further notice. So, like, I talked to my manager. He's probably like, oh, yeah, it's probably, like, you know, June or something. So I ate one day, you know what I mean? Like, I ate a little bit, and I was like, all right, whatever. I mean, I was pissed, but I was like, it's what it is. Nothing I can do. Ate a bunch of food, and then the day later, they like, hey, it's May 9th. I'm like, oh, man. So I just got back on my bike, man, got back. And, you know, I'm right back on point for my weight now. But that was pretty much the only hiccup of the whole thing is just like, you know, I had to, you know, postpone my you know just just set my my camp to slow it down a little bit take a couple of days off eat a little bit of food and get back it was kind of like a nice little break but i mean uh i just you know i just it's kind of stressful not knowing like things because the other day like i saw something come up on the news like saying oh like it's 50 50 that the fight happens and stuff so like i i don't know what to believe but i talked to dana white we had a conference call with him and it went really well he said everything's on he's you know if anybody has any concerns we can call him so he gave us all the information I feel like we needed and, and assured us that the fight was going down. During that conference call, what kind of information stuck out to you? Um, it was it was interesting. Like uh, the information that they were get, given us is, you know, was like, don't worry, you guys are all going to be safe. It's everything's fine. Like the media is blowing this a little bit out of proportion. It's it's not, you know, like obviously take your precautions and stuff, but like it, everything's going to be okay. We got it under control. Like everything you're hearing isn't exactly true. It was very strange for me to hear something like that, like from, from the boss, you know, I'm like, man, I got to believe this guy. And I, I, I want to, and I do. And, um, you know, like luckily for me, I'm in Florida where it's a little bit more lenient here. Like the governor passed a memo saying professional athletes are essential businesses and we can train. So my training hasn't been disrupted too much, you know, besides like having to use less training partners and just keep the same guys. But, it, it was it, it was an interesting meeting, you know, just to hear him say that. I'm sure, you know, he, he said he got the phone with Trump and talked to Donald Trump and he assured us that everything was going to be OK and the fight was going to happen. So, um, I mean, that's the information I was given. So it's what, you know, I mean, I'm hoping the fight happens. So I want to believe it. And that's where I'm at. Having that direct line with Trump, that's a huge advantage, I believe, for the UFC and Dana White to actually pull off an event. Yeah, I think for sure. That's why I'm really confident this is going to happen. I mean, either way, I'd be training really hard no matter what. Even if I thought there was, like, no chance it would happen or even 1% chance. Even if I thought it was a 1% chance it would happen, which it's way higher than that. It's like I'm at, like, 80, 85 90% in my head. Well, in my head, I'm at 100%, but you know what I mean? Like, just with all the stuff going on, I'm at 100%. But even if there was only a 1% chance, I'm still going to train like I'm fighting because even if that 1% chance happens, you better believe that I'm going to be ready to fight. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely helps having, you know, the right people in the right place and, uh, you know, having the people at the highest up getting the information from them. So it's good. Do you see yourself staying off of social media more now because of all that misinformation, especially with the UFC? Because everybody seems like 
they're attacking yeah. the UFC. Like, what you know, what is the UFC doing? You know, they don't have the right things in place to do an event. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's kind of political, too. So I hate politics and I hate that stuff. I love sports. Like, I'm just watch Sports Center. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't I'm not a guy that watches a lot of, uh, you know, politics or gets into it or and all that stuff. But I just, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I As far as I go, I mean, I just, you know, I do my normal thing. I don't talk about the fight too much. I, I do my interviews and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm mostly kind of just doing like little like I have a little bit more time in the house since like I can't go out to restaurants and get certain things. So I do like a little cooking shows on my Instagram and stuff like that and, uh, you know, keep the fans engaged. And then like it's kind of cool because a lot of people are stuck in their house. They got to learn how to cook. So, you know, that's my other passion is culinary arts and cooking. So. I try to incorporate that so that I'm more than just a fighter. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I want to be the best fighter in the world. I'm, I'm going to be the champion, and that's my goal. But it's also cool to, you know, display my other hobbies because, you know, all fighters have other hobbies. You, you've been posting your cooking for a while, though. It's not yeah. like something that you just did when the quarantine started. So have you ever thought yeah. of having a show where you would cook and then have fighters come over and basically have a podcast with them while you're cooking and then have them taste the food? What, have you thought of that? That would be really cool. I mean, that's a great idea. I, I mean, that's a great idea. I just actually, my manager's working on something right now with the UFC that I'm thinking I'm going to start some type of cooking show, stream through the UFC and work, working with them. So I'm still waiting to get the information. I think after my fight, we're going to work it out. But it's something I'm really excited about because, you know, I mean, anything that involves like, you know, being able to make some money doing other things is, uh, is going to be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I'll be interested to watch that, man. It's always good to yeah, man, mix no, those it, two together. It'd be cool, man. Yeah, it'd be cool. So it was an idea. They actually sent me, like, hey, the UFC is interested in having you do some type of cooking thing. And I don't know if it was just because it's pandemic, if it was something different, but I'm still waiting on the information. But I think you guys can expect something really cool in the future, like maybe some type of cooking show with me straight through the UFC or I'm not sure how they're going to work it out, but, but I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, Fight Pass seems like they're always trying to add content, so why not put it on there and yeah. and everybody watching yeah. yeah i think it's a good idea so we're gonna uh see what we can put together all right well your opponent bryce mitchell it seems like they want to make you fight prospects you got your your return fight was manny bermudez he's a 25 year old guy a young prospect you take him out now it's bryce mitchell an undefeated guy do you see them as very similar fighters kind of a lot of similarities in in their styles yeah um i see I mean, now they say, yeah, it's it's they're both really good prospects, good guys, and I think they have different styles, but they're very similar skill level. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think Manny Bermudez probably has better technical jujitsu, a little bit, um, you know, more precise of a fighter, a little bit probably, you know, smarter, makes better decisions in fights. But I think Bryce Mitchell's probably a little bit tougher, not as good technical jujitsu, but maybe a little bit tougher, could maybe squeeze out of submissions a little more. So they're very similar. I think level-wise, but, um, you know, I think I would say Manny Bermudez has better jiu-jitsu than Bryce Mitchell. Like, if you, if you look at his resume, I mean, coming, he has, like, 12 submission wins and kid's good, and everybody said he was the top guy in the division for jiu-jitsu. And, I mean, I know where my skills are at. I'm a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu on the Charles McCarthy, Ricardo Laborio, trained in American top team. And, man, like, I have the best skills in the world in jiu-jitsu. I mean, I, I train with best guys like all of the ufc fighters in my gym and you can ask any of them I'm, i mean i'm one of the best guys in the in the world in the entire world did you get to and i'm i mean I'm, I, and i'm also the best guy in the division right now i think in the ufc i don't think anybody's as good as me uh in jiu-jitsu i think that's my strongest thing and um you know i'm obviously working on my other skills nasty kickboxing i'm you know i'm working on that now so 
it's going to be a good fight. When you look at jiu-jitsu, like there's the technical side, like you said with Manny, he he goes in there and and there's certain submissions I believe in MMA where if you're technical, you could get those submissions more often than other submissions. Now on the flip side, you got the twister, which is a submission that yeah. rarely ever happens. Do you feel like that is kind of like a fluke in a way? It's almost like an overhand, overhand right. You know what I mean? Like if you're the opponent yeah. and you're stuck in that position and you get a twister caught on you, yeah. what does that say about your ground? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's more on, on the kid that got submitted. I don't want to take, I don't want to take the submission away from, from Bryce Mitchell because I'd be pissed if someone ever did that to me. Like if everyone anyway took something away that, that I did like in front of the entire world, like I'm, I, I think that Bryce had amazing talent to be able to learn that move and pull it off in a UFC octagon. Like there's no easy fights in the UFC octagon, but however, I think that, uh, you know, it'd be difficult to pull that off in somebody that is good at jujitsu. You know what I'm saying? I don't think the guy that was very good at it. Like if you pull that off in like, a jitsu submission grappling match or something or against another UFC fighter that like had those skills, it'd be more impressive. But honestly, it was, it was an amazing submission. I mean, the kid probably practiced it a ton and I, and I don't want to take that away from him. So yeah, I was impressed with it. Um, do I think he's going to be able to do it to me? No. I mean, was I worried about it? Yeah. I mean, I practiced the defense sport and stuff like that. I've been watching Eddie Bravo videos, Marcelo Garcia videos, studying, doing my side of the work make sure you know i'm prepared for these things and all these positions that he's going to be trying to put me in but yeah man i thought that was a really cool move i mean that's kind of what made me want to fight the kid i'm like man this kid's coming off submission of the year like man that's pretty i mean that's pretty that's pretty amazing and me being the best jitsu wanting to be the best jitsu guy and prove to the world man who else do i fight you fight the guy that got the best submission in the entire world and yet hopefully i submit him and then i mean hopefully still summon the thunder you know what i'm saying definitely definitely well um you know, maybe you could get a a rare submission yourself. Who knows? You know what I mean? I'm not trying to take away from this twister. You I know what I mean? The twister is one of the stuff. the baddest submissions you could get ever in in a cage fight. So, uh, yeah, much respect to Bryce Mitchell. Now, with you, this is your seventh fight with the UFC. Do you feel like an established fighter, or do you still have the mentality of like, okay, I'm still trying to build myself? Yeah, up? for sure. I mean, I think you know. I'm done. No, you're good. I mean, I mean, there's no doubt that I'm an established veteran. I mean, I'm going on to my seventh fight. Um, it should be eight fights because I was I, I went to Japan to fight Mizuto Hirota, and he was, you know, I, I literally weighed in, did everything. But yeah, man, I've been around this rodeo a lot of times. Um, I had 20 amateur fights um, coming up in the rankings, and you know, in the amateurs, and I came into the UFC 9 and 0. So, so this is going to be my seventh UFC fight, man. And, you know, I've been around this, I've been around this a lot of times and, uh, you know, I mean, I've proven myself too. I've never had a bad performance in the, in the big show. I mean, I've all my losses in the UFC are fight of the night bonuses, you know, four overall bonuses in the UFC. So, I mean, I think, uh, this is going to be one though, where everyone really knows, knows who I am after I, after I knock out Bryce Mitchell. This event, they were saying that they were sending the fighters, I don't know if this is a rumor, if this is true, but they're going to send fighters and their coaches test kits for COVID-19. Did you hear that? No, I didn't hear oh, that. Oh, that must so, be a rumor then. Yeah, it sounds like a rumor. I feel like I would know that and they would have said it in the thing. So I don't know if that, that, that's not true. I mean, maybe it's true, but I didn't get that information. I feel like I'd be one of the people that yeah. gets the information. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just this whole thing's crazy, man. So, I, I mean, I'm just going with the flow every day things change i mean the fight changed the date and all these things but like i said my goal remain the same I'm, I'm 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 training hard working hard and uh gonna be ready come may 9th so when you get to the event 
did they actually tell you ahead of time like this is going to be the fight week it's going to be a little bit different but this is the procedure that we're going to take no they haven't really given us much information <laughs> i mean they haven't even given us an exact location yet yeah. of the fight so i've heard rumors i know it's going to be in florida like i but who really knows because what if they call tomorrow and say it's somewhere else then what are you gonna say oh well i guess i thought it was in florida well it doesn't matter what you thought like it's what it is so that's we're trying to trying to figure everything out but for me it doesn't matter i've fought in all, everywhere man i've fought in you know in gymnasiums with 10 people in it i've fought in parking lots with just me and one other person i fought in front of 30,000 people chanting against me in mexico city and i fought in my hometown in boston and with all my 20,000 fans chanting my name so uh, it doesn't matter where the fight takes place. I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna shine. You recently had your photo hung up at ATT. What does that signify? Yeah. Man, that was really special to me. I mean, it just showed you know years of hard work, dedication, you know, paying off. I mean, uh, when I first walked through the gym as an amateur, as in the beginning as a fighter, the first day I walked in the gym, I remember looking up at those pictures and being like, whoa, like it, like literally took my breath away seeing all those pictures and being like, man, that is like, would be a dream of mine. Like, you know, just like the same dream that I have of putting a UFC belt on one day to be able to have my picture up there, like with all the other legends. Cause you look at all the people around you and you're seeing like real legends, you know what I'm saying? Like you're seeing some of the greatest fighters of all time up on the wall. And, uh, you know, Amanda Nunes and, you know, all, all I mean, there's so many of them, like, you know, uh, Kyoji, you know, you guys know Kyoji and, uh, He's, he's an amazing champion. There's just so many people up in the wall. And when I first even came there, um, it's, uh, it, I mean, it really meant a lot to me. Man. It really meant a lot to me. So, um, you know, it gives me a little extra pride and a little bit extra jump in my step when I'm in the gym sometimes, you know, seeing it up there, it just it makes me feel proud and uh, to represent, you know, the best team in the world. Definitely. Well, uh, another talked about aspect of American Top Team is uh, Dan Lambert saying, uh, imposing a no trash talking policy. Uh, is that something that you and your close training partners take seriously? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm not a big trash talker, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's, I think we take it seriously. Uh, I mean, they didn't really say too much to us about it. I more just read it in the news. Like it's not like we had a big meeting and like, Hey guys, no trash talking. Like, I mean, I think that's an, that's a normal thing in a gym. Like you should never, you know, we're a team and it's called American top team, you know? And, I think it's a known thing that you shouldn't be talking trash to your teammates and like causing problems. I mean, there's been times, you know, teammates, you know, when you're, you're wrestling or something, they'll get mad at you and they'll stab a little mat, like scream at you, oh, what the F, you know, and like freak out on you. But like, as far as it, the only thing though is when like, if you're fighting someone on your team, like, I mean, you're not going to be nice to them. So it's a difficult, it's a difficult situation. But uh, man, I just kind of go with the flow and just, you know, Sometimes when you see those situations where there's like two guys that are fighting each other, like we got, we got Andre Alovsky and Felipe Lenz, they're yeah. fighting. It's supposed to be fighting each other. Um, they're not on this card, but they're supposed to be fighting each other soon. But it's pretty awkward to see them like in the mask together. You kind of wonder, you're like, man, I wonder if they just fought right now, who would win? You know? <laughs> but it's uh, it's 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 always one of those things you just wonder, you know. But I just try to keep out of the trash talking, you know. How interested are you uh, in seeing uh, Covington versus Masvidal? teammates ah oh, man it's a tough one for me man because you know both. like i never want to see two friends fight like i'm friend i'm friends with both of them i went and hung out and played cards and poker and went to the casinos and hung out with both of them party with both of them like all over you know in different spots and i've trained with both of them like they both have amazing knowledge and they've both given me amazing knowledge so like 
to say I can't say anything bad about either one of them. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I mean, I think people get upset with you know Kobe's thing, but then you see him fighting for a world title, then it's hard to argue what he's doing because it's obviously working. So, uh, but I, I mean, it would be it would be tough for me to watch. I don't think I'd be root, rooting. You know, I mean, at least I know one of them is going to go home the champion, so we're going to have a winner either way. But I just uh, it'd be tough to root against either one of them, man. I just would want to see them both stay healthy in the fight. That's really honestly the truth, you know. Definitely. Well, May 9th, man. Hopefully UFC 249 goes down. You get to step back into the octagon, you know, and Bryce Mitchell is a, a, a great opponent, a perfect opponent for to kick yeah. off 2020. Luckily, it's in Florida. Maybe. We don't know. I'm pretty com- I'm yeah. pretty confident it's in Florida. And also, it's a pretty histor- it's going to be a historical event. They were saying, like, I was doing some other, I did, like, a, some other a podcast with Matt Sarah yesterday, and they said that uh, it's going to, you know, he has a UFC podcast. And he told me that it's going to be the first, uh, I'm, I'm going to be the first fight, the first major sporting event comeback since this pandemic. So, like, and I'm the first fight in the card. So, I'm going to be the first athlete to compete since this pandemic, like, major athlete. I think there's some other, like, small, like, things in other countries going on. But first major sports athlete to compete since the pandemic. So, it's a historical event. I'm happy to be part of it.